the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Six thirty four, Bruce Hooley Show. We have a lot of great hosts here on the Salem Media Network. And you have your choice of meeting one of them if you happen to win the terrific Talkers VIP experience. You get to pick from Dinesh D'Souza, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, Hugh Hewitt, Charlie Kirk, Eric Metaxas, Dennis Prager, or little old me. If you're the grand prize winner, we'll fly you in a guest to meet the host of your choice in their host city. Sorry, you don't get to fly to see me in Columbus. But you do get to come into the station. Uh, but let's say you're going to see Dennis Prager in L.A. You provide you with three nights hotel accommodations, allow you to meet Mr. Prager, sit in on an hour of his program, and we will also give you a $250 Visa gift card, all courtesy of our friends at Fire and Ice Heating and Air Conditioning. Now, Larry Elder is a part of the Terrific Talkers experience, even though he is uh, fighting in court to get his name on the ballot to run for governor of California. And hopefully uh, Larry will get on the ballot, and hopefully Larry will win, because I think he would do a terrific job. Uh, Joe Dieters does a terrific job as the Hamilton County prosecutor, and he brought the truth um, without a velvet touch in a guest column in the Cincinnati Enquirer today. He says, someone must be brave enough to tell the truth. And the truth is, the culture of excusing the bad behavior of bad people hurts our communities and hurts our black communities disproportionately. Yes, it does. Joe continues, the false narrative that police are hunting black men in the streets hurts the black community. The belief that we should reduce sentences of violent people because of systemic racism hurts the black community. And releasing dangerous criminals pre-trial as House Bills 315 and Senate Bill 182 would do, will hurt the black community and put all of us in danger. What are our Republicans doing with such stupid House Bills like that? And he says what's self-evident has been proven by spikes in crime around the country. When cities buy into a narrative that police are racist, the police pull back. Take note, Andrew Ginther. Proactive policing stops and crime rates spike in the city of Cincinnati... We've had 183 shooting victims this year. 91% of those victims are black. In the city of Columbus, the overwhelming percentage of our 112 murder victims are black. So that's pretty good show prep for uh, Don Lemon and his town hall with Joe Biden. It will be more back rub than town hall. Uh, Biden is uh, coming to Cincinnati, uh, home of uh, crooked city councilmen on the Democratic side and failed mayors on the Democratic side. And now a, after tomorrow night, failed president on the Democratic side. 
Now, did you watch the big space launch today? Uh, Jeff, is it, I've always heard it as Bezos. Is it Bezos or Bezos? I don't know what it is. I say Bezos. You say Bezos. All right. I'll, I'll go with that. Now, the uh, name of his uh, endeavor, it's, uh, he's got two names, right? One is like New Shepherd. I didn't hear that one. Yeah, I think it's New Shepherd. Part Blue of its Origin new, is the one. New Origin? Blue. I thought it was Blue Origin. Yeah, yeah Blue. Blue Origin, but I think it's like New... I think he's got New Shepherd in there somewhere. Uh, by the way, did you hear who uh, Jeff, you say Bezos, I say Bezos, thanked after today's uh, big rocket launch? Here he is in his cowboy hat. I also I want to thank... Uh, Every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer, because you guys paid for all of this. So, seriously, for every Amazon customer out there and every Amazon employee, thank you from the bottom of my heart very much. I'd like to thank all the little people who've ordered one gift card at a time. I mean, he's not wrong, right? No, he, well, was that a good look? He was honest. Was that a good look? But that's pretty much thanking everyone. Yeah, it is everybody. Who's not ordered off Amazon? Uh, what was with the cowboy hat? Was that like a space cowboy statement he's making? Like, is he? Is he? I've never seen the man in the cowboy hat. He yeah. comes out of the capsule in a cowboy hat. Yeah, it was like wild America to me. It like looked, he was it looked saying too like, big for him. Like he was saying, like <laughs> this is the new frontier, and I'm the <laughs> no. I'm the sheriff. You know? know what that word? All right, so let's grade the stinking rich billionaire space flight, shall we? Uh, we've got. Elon Musk, who he has not gone into space himself, but he's SpaceX, right? Right. He's sent rockets up and back down. Successful. He's working on sending people to the moon. Yes, again. he is. Uh, and then we got Richard Branson, which I forget what his endeavor was called. Well, it's Virgin Galactic. Virgin Galactic, sure. And uh, Bezos, Blue Yonder. Blue Origin. Blue Origin. Blue Yonder is John Rahm's shirt deal, I think. I remember that from the British Open. Okay. I'm with you. Branson's ship. Branson had to be, Don't you think Branson's watching this and laughing at the shape of Bezos' spaceship? Before, yeah. Before it took off. Right? Yes. Like, he's looking at it thinking, that's ugly. Yeah. It's not aerodynamic. It's just like, it's, it was weird looking. Very weird looking. But I'll admit, it was impressive taking off. There was a, there was much less fire and, you know, explosion on the ground than I anticipated. Liquid hydrogen, I think they said, ignited that. I told somebody earlier oh. today, I said, I would ride the Bezos one next week. If they were like, would you really? Aaron, you want to jump on this thing next week? I'd say yes. The guy from Australia who bid $28 million to go on it and couldn't go and <laughs> gave it to the 18-year-old kid? Yeah. That kid better mow that guy's yard for a long time. Long time. The Branson one, I need time. That was I'm not super getting on cool. that next week. That was super cool. Though. It was really cool, but it seemed like more could go wrong. There was more involved. It was like a it was like a supersonic jet tied to two other drones, and that, then his rocket like took off from the jet. 
That was so cool. I give a cool factor to Richard Branson. It was cool. But yeah. I could see the Bezos thing, like, it's almost like ready to go. The Bezos thing, the coolest part of the Bezos thing was the rocket booster falling back to Earth and then firing, like, about a 1,000 feet up and, like, soft landing back on Earth. It didn't fall into the ocean. Remember with Apollo and all those mercury and all that? Yeah. We got all that space trash out there somewhere in the ocean where it just rocket boot, or they'd go off in space or something. This thing, like, fell back to Earth and, and like, just gradually, slowly propelled itself out of its free fall slowly enough to land, like, just off center of the spot where it was supposed to land. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, it was almost like it could be refueled and ready to go. Ready again to go right again. Now. Yeah, looked like it burned the bottom of it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he just plummeted back to Earth in a pod that looked an awful lot like an Apollo mission. Only they didn't land in the ocean; they landed on the West Texas desert. Yeah, kabam! Three parachutes, and yeah. the dust kicked up, and out he. Came out in his Matt Dillon hat. Yeah, very cool. I, here's the thing that struck me. Okay, I'm not a um, I'm not a geek for Elon Musk or Richard Branson or Jeff Bezos, but I do have admiration for the foresight of each gentleman in building an incredible business empire, not just a rocket you know, launch, but the, all three of these guys are amazing businessmen. And we got this situation going on in Cuba right now. We got a lot of knuckleheads in our country who, oh, socialism, oh, communism, oh, and Nicole Hannah-Jones, Miss little Miss uh, Tenure at Howard University. You know why she's going to Howard University? Because she knows she's not going to be challenged at Howard University. She'll be challenged at North Carolina. She's afraid. She don't want to be challenged. She don't want her ideas challenged. You ever see Ibram X. Kendi debating anybody on YouTube? Send me the video if you can find it. You got a better chance of buying Jeff Bezos' rocket and selling it at your next garage sale than you do finding Ibram X. Kendi in a long debate with somebody like Ben Shapiro or Christopher Rufo or somebody like that. He doesn't do it because he can't do it because he knows he'd get destroyed because his ideas are not defendable. Same with Ta-Nehisi Coates. Same with Robin DiAngelo. Oh, their ideas, they're so high-minded. Not enough to be defended against a challenge by anybody with half a brain. No, they'll extol Cuba and they'll extol Venezuela. And they'll tell us how wrong we were about Castro. So remind me again who in Cuba is creating an empire, an array of businesses like Richard Branson has in his lifetime, or like Jeff Bezos did, converting a book-selling internet site into the number one online retailer in the history of the world, or like Elon Musk, who can build like the coolest battery-operated cars and can also build a rocket ship to take you to the moon. 
No, those three guys and many more like them are the product of a capitalistic mindset. Not something that you will see extolled by AOC or Bernie Sanders or Cory Bush or Rashida Tlaib or Ilhan Omar. No, they can only tell you how lousy this country is and other countries which have modeled its commercial business attitude after our own. They can only tear down. They can only criticize. But they cannot point to anything close to the kind of innovation and success that you saw on display today with the flight that carried Jeff Bezos, his brother, an 82-year-old woman, and an 18-year-old kid up, (laughs) what was it, like at 2,000 miles an hour, 300,000 feet into the air, and then dropped them safely back to Earth. That's amazing. Remember that, if you remember anything about what you saw today. It is 6.51, home stretch on the Bruce Hooley Show. We talked about a lot today. We talked about education locally. We talked about crime locally. Talked about Joe Biden's visit to Cincinnati, about the idiocy of the White House blaming Facebook where nobody goes to be convinced of anything. Uh, I love to laugh. Uh, The best medicine laughter is, particularly when you can uh, find humor in the lunacy of the left, because if you don't, it'll drive you crazy. So I'm a fan of satire, and for my money, nobody does satire better than Andrew Claven of The Daily Wire. I don't know about you, but whenever I find myself feeling excessively angry at my political opponents, I like to ask myself, what would Jesus do? Then, since I can't hit them with a lightning bolt and fling them reeling into hell for all eternity, I try instead to understand where they're coming from and whether I can get them to go back there and stay there and never show their ugly faces anywhere near me ever again. So today, in an effort to build bridges of understanding between Democrats and decent human beings, I'd like to take a sympathetic look at what the left believes. According to the left, critical race theory is not racism, and anyone who thinks it is is just a white devil helplessly acting out the imperialist oppression that flows through his bloodstream, carrying the essential whiteness that is just a social construct but is impossible to change. According to the left, Critical race theory is not being taught in schools and should continue to be taught in schools in every state, despite the fact that minority children are falling far behind in math and reading. Math and reading are just white concepts created to stop black people from becoming educated in traditional African ways that are completely imaginary and have nothing to do with the real Africa, where American black people haven't lived for more than 200 years, so they really need to learn math and reading instead of critical race theory, which is not being taught in schools and will continue to be. And what about transgenderism? According to the left, men and women are exactly the same, and some men even are women, and are therefore totally different from men, while being exactly the same, except for wearing skirts and pretending to be women who are very different. 
A person's identity, of course, is defined completely by their race and sexuality because humans are totally physical beings and are therefore not at all defined by their physical being, but by a mystical inner soul that can identify as any race or gender it pleases. Thus, a human's completely physical existence is defined by his disembodied soul, which does not exist. Because if it did exist, he'd have to believe in God and stop doing the immoral stuff he's doing, and morality is relative. Because what's immoral here is totally immoral in another country, like imaginary Africa and other places that don't exist, like the soul that totally defines us. He is so good. And when you really think about it, uh, what he talks about with the left's positions, really just quoting them, demonstrating how inconsistent they are, how illogical they are, how inane they are. Um, it is an effective tool to make us realize, no, no, I'm not crazy. You're crazy. Speaking of crazy, all out crazy, AOC. Uh, she has paid a political merchandising firm $1.4 million from her campaign coffers in the first six months of 2021. Now, what does a political merchandising firm do? Well, they produce merchandise with political slogans on them. Slogans that adorn T-shirts, mugs, hats, and other merchandise that avowed socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez sells at a more than 100% markup to make obscene profits for AOC's re-election campaign. Mm-hmm. What is good for thee is not good for me. Just another example, courtesy of the whack job from New York. Ocasio-Cortez's campaign is said to accrue at least a 50% profit from the merchandise, which includes sweatshirts that say, Tax the Rich, a Green New Deal coffee mug for $27, a Drink Water and Don't Be Racist t-shirt, also for $27, and a Cancel Student Debt t-shirt, also for $27. The Social, economic, racial justice sweatshirt will set you back $65. Yes, this is the same AOC who once bragged that she was a hard worker who grew up without health care and that she therefore could not identify with Republicans who sit on leather chairs all day long. Well, sounds to me like she has adopted some pretty solid capitalistic lessons either by osmosis or by the fact that she is a inveterate con man. And I can say she's a con man because she's a transgender advocate. Uh, businessman John Katsimatidis says that President Joe Biden is not telling you the truth when he tells you that inflation is temporary. Who is John Katsimatidis? He is the CEO of a Manhattan-based grocery chain. He tells Fox Business... We're in the food business, and we're in the oil business. Food prices are getting higher, and we can expect even more increases by October. I expect inflation. Are you ready for this? Hold on to your grocery money, 
because you won't be able to, according to John uh, Katsimatidis, grocery prices will be anywhere from 10 to 14% higher by October. Wow. He said, everything goes up and down. I expect by October you're going to have over a 6% annualized rate of inflation. Will you pass that along to your customers? Of course. Otherwise, you're not doing your duty to guard your employees and your company. So Joe Biden keeps saying, ah, it's temporary. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to spend more money. And that'll help bring everything in line. We expected these temporary challenges. See, it's not a crisis. It's a challenge. Again, we make the mistake as conservatives of assuming Biden's policies are not working. We have to at least allow for the possibility that his policies are not only working, they're working perfectly. Because the higher inflation goes, the more taxes he will demand, and the more taxes he will demand, the more government employees he will need to run the agencies that will disperse that tax revenue in piecemeal portions back to the public. Government gets bigger. The debt gets bigger. Our nation gets poorer. And everyone gets more dependent on the government, which gives him more power. 